G'day and welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. Hey, it is great to have you listening here today. My name is Lockie, I'm the host of this experience and really my job is to help guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that you can grow in your faith all throughout the week. Today I talk with Riley Brown and we pick up part two of our new series called Ghost Stories, which is all about the Holy Spirit. We attempt to make the Holy Spirit less scary and more approachable in this episode, so we really hope that that is something we were able to do. Today's episode is a bit longer than normal for no other reason than the fact that we are in the middle of a lockdown and Riley and I felt like we hadn't talked to anyone in a little while. So we got a bit carried away just enjoying hearing the sound of someone else's voice. But apart from that, we really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Beyond the Message podcast as we talk about what it looks like to invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. Well, Riley, I feel like I have had the opportunity to make a comment like this at every single Beyond the Message episode, but today I feel the time is right. Yes, the the comment? The comment. Now, this is this is very suspenseful and I'm not giving you a lot of context here, Riley, but if anyone out there that uses Google Docs or anything in the Google kind of, uh, you know, the Google shared document format, you would know that mm. every time you log on to a Google document, you can see who's also on it and they all they come up as anonymous animals on the side like i don't know if this is i don't know if anyone has a shared experience with this but at the moment i'm looking at our shared document riley and you are on the document as an anonymous mink and i just wanted to to highlight the fact that this is a great animal and i wanted to let everyone know (laughs) what do you can't tell me it's a great animal without explain what is a what's a mink i googled it mink a dark colored mammal they're a mammal uh yes they're they're dark colored -colored. (laughs) semi-aquatic oh i I love that what is that i feel like but aren't I feel like Pokemon, like most Pokemon is semi-aquatic or semi-aquatic. something like that. Like when you get like a water type mixed with like, a, you know, like a ground type or something like that. That is a bit yeah. nerd in Pokemon front. But yeah. so we're talking about an otter. Is that what? Well, it's a, uh, it's a genre of, it's okay. It's part of a family that I can't oh my quite pronounce. There's which, so many. But the family ex- includes weasels, otters and ferrets. So anyway, I just thought our our listeners should know and also otters are actually sorry so not otters minks are in the news at the moment with something to do with a covid mutation so if anyone else oh, out right. there wants to do some some um homework minks are, are very much in the news there's a lot of articles in the last day or two wow. um so yeah. you, you <laughs> big shout out to minks for saving wow. the planet possibly right now and there's a youtuber called joseph carter the mink man <laughs> which has it's, 1 million subscribers bro this is crazy all right i'm oh finished on this topic i've just somehow i've landed across a zombie minx in here as well there's <laughs> lots going on i'm not encouraging you to look it up but no. it's exciting to know that there are minx out there in the world doing good things that's it well let's talk about our message this week i'm super excited because um we've all seen the same message sometimes we you know some of us are tuning in online to beyond at home whether that's on facebook or youtube Some of us are in person either at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. But this week, unfortunately, Brisbane went into lockdown Mm. um, and we cancelled out in-person experiences. So we all got to witness Riley give this message online. So I feel like we've got a nice shared experience here. That's Um, it. I was eating a brekkie, doing a puzzle. Yeah, doing multiple puzzles. Multiple. You got a puzzle done. I did. It was great. It was a great moment of satisfaction. How many pieces was your... It was the office? Yep, a thousand pieces. 
an office themed puzzle not offices in like wow this is like a stapler and a pen and a calculator but the office is in the wonderful tv show that we all know and love and got to binge multiple times during lockdown and you, uh, did, you did, did it as a puzzle well done did. that was awesome um thank you I, i'd like to highlight you know i sit down with these messages and i write notes and you know i like to because i you know i know eventually i'm going to sit down with you or chris and ask them really hopefully intelligent questions about the messages but today as i sat down and i watched the message um i wrote down four notes one was that um you do an awesome power squat from two minutes 45 onwards in the in the message okay. that's yeah that's good to that last I... that last four four minutes mm. and um till about seven minutes in the video so i just that's what that's my first note tick that one off my second note is that pat's um pat is just getting brilliant at putting these together let's talk about pat for a moment because yep. that transition there's a point where you know, and I'm on the other side of the lens, right? Like Pat's behind it, but he will just say like, yeah, walk out that way and I'll do a cool transition. And at the time you're just thinking like, you know, Pat, firstly, Pat dresses so cool. Let's talk about Pat's outfits for a moment. <laughs> Denim jacket you can tell that we're in lockdown. Cool sheep collar thing. Is that called a Sherpa? I don't know, but whatever it is, it's awesome. And when Pat wears it and pulls his hair back, you know, he's like, he's in the zone um, and he's just crushing it. But he'll just say something like, walk that way, cool transition. And you just trust him. You just go, yep, Pat, I know you, you're going to carry, you're going to carry this beyond at home into a cool transition right now. I've got no idea what it looks like, but I'm trusting you. And once again, I felt like I was stepping from the bird watching zone at North Lakes into like a Narnian forest, <laughs> how we did it. It was just, it was magical cinematic yeah. moment. I just want to say you, you can tell we're in lockdown because we clearly haven't talked to anyone else for the last three days. Um, <laughs> we just for that's friends, okay friends who are listening Lockie and i just had a good catch up and with with molly as well molly was around your wife molly Jeez. and that was just that was good for me because i won't lie i haven't had too much contact in the last couple of days and it's just good, <laughs> good hearing from people oh that's wonderful well there's my first point that i wrote down from the message whereas i was meant awesome. to be writing down notes about the message but your power squat, number one. And number two, as I said, Pat's film gear, you can tell it's just getting better as well. He's, he's high quality. And if you zoom in on your YouTube video, you mm. can see the early stages of a Riley Brown beard, which for long-term listeners of the show is that a big is, deal. That is, you know, I want to say it's been like a month goal, months maybe, but this is years in the making um, what's, mm. what's going on right now. So um, thank you. Thanks, Loki. Thanks for also mentioning you had to zoom in to see it. No, um, no, no. Like I just, um, yep. When, yep. As Pat, you know, Pat with his tech, I think there'll be a stage where we'll just CGI a beard in when we <laughs> when I need one. <laughs> just, yep. I think we'll get the CGI gear going and we'll, everyone will have beards. If you're on Beyond at Home, everyone will have a beard. I, that's how good Pat is. He could make that happen. He could he actually could make, make that happen. happen. And we he won't. Could. He would just say, trust me. <laughs> I'll make it happen and it'll make it happen. But yes, I've gone, we've been in lockdown again. Um, I've just tried, I've had a crack at, at beard maintenance. Um, and I don't think it's going horribly right now. I don't think it's incredibly visible. <laughs> but I also uh, well, don't think it's going horribly. Make sure you jump over to the YouTube link 
for Beyond at Home and you can leave a comment about Riley's beard. That could be the best way you can interact with this. <laughs> That's from home. That would be the most helpful feedback for us at Beyond at Home. There will be, yes. That would be awesome. That'd be Very great. good. Well, that's my notes covered from the, the message. We'll see how our oh, conversation goes. Well, thanks here. so much for a great BTM look. And I, I look forward <laughs> to it. That's wonderful. Well, look, that was a little bit longer intro than anticipated, but we have been cooped up in home and I think it's out of our system now. We'll see what happens. But Riley, let's get chatting about part two of Ghost Stories, which is mm. our series on the Holy Spirit. Um, I'm super excited about it. I think it's a, a super incredible, incredibly important thing to talk about. Um, but as Chris and I talked about last week, it's so diverse. Like so many different Christians and churches have such differing and, uh, and, you know, opposing views on the Holy Spirit. So what we're really aiming to do here is to just talk about the Holy Spirit in a non-weird way. Um, we want to make the Holy Spirit a really um, inviting, not that we're making it inviting, but we're making it less intimidating, less scary, because we want you to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Uh, mm-hmm. That's our hope for you listeners. And, and we want everyone to be incredibly impacted and changed by the Holy Spirit. So hopefully this conversation helps you along your journey. I'm not sure if there's any other comments you want to add before we start this, just knowing it's a little bit complex before we, um, you know, dive right into it, Riley. Yeah. Well, I think I'd, I'd just say like today, I think we hope to make this kind of as, um, I was going to use the word simple, but the more I think of like Holy Spirit and simple, I think of like, this is why we've crafted this whole series because it Holy Spirit um, tends to be this thing that can be really complicated or even overcomplicated, but at the same time, a little bit scary or a little bit like, Oh, what is it? Or who is it? Um, so we're just trying to make it kind of as simple as possible and hopefully give you a starting point. If you're someone um, who is looking to, to kind of live a changed life and, and really accept that invitation that's been extended um, to us in Jesus's life, death and resurrection, which I know we've talked about the podcast almost every time uh, we jump on, then um, I really hope yeah today's conversation can be, can be, just in a, a simple kind of um yeah but can be kind of framed in a simple way uh for yeah, you definitely so whether you have been a christian for a long time or this is the first time you've even heard the name of the holy spirit mm. uh we hope this is a really beneficial conversation for you to listen in on and uh and really start to wrestle with who is the holy spirit and what what's the deal with it and how can yeah. i get around it yeah. awesome yeah. With that being said, let's jump into our four questions of our four Monday today. So, Riley, we were sitting in John chapter three, um, which is a great passage, a great chapter within the Bible. And mm. you talked about this interaction that Jesus has with this guy called Nicodemus. And what a name. What a name. Oh, what a great name. See, that we need some more great biblical names. I didn't know that every you know, that every Nick out there was actually a Nicodemus. True. I know some of them are Nicholas's or yep. like Nicholas, Nicole's. How many you assume it's short for Nicodemus? Nick, yeah, if you have a friend named Nick, go ask them. Because <laughs> there's a great chance it's probably Nicodemus. There's a great chance. Probably is. Let's just assume it is. Let's just assume. But yes, Very Nicodemus good. is Jesus. Well, there's this interaction with Jesus and Nicodemus. I encourage you to look at it. But it's, it talks about being born again. And so, Riley, I want to start this conversation by asking, how can I be born again? Like what's the process of being born again as Jesus is talking about, but also how do I know if I've been born again? This is maybe the second half of the question. If you follow Jesus for a while, you might be wondering like, am I born again? Like, have I been born again? Um, Cause this is, it's a really, yeah, again, complex language around this and it comes with all sorts of connotations, but let's try and level 
and simplify this for everyone out there. How mm. can I be born again? How do I know if I've been born again? Yeah. Well, if we look at just the person of Nicodemus, um, you know, Nicodemus was this religious leader, kind of high up Pharisee, um, but he was living his whole life trying to be this really good person um, with that had all this knowledge and uh, all this education around who God is. Um, and he was really just trying to be as good as he could with the knowledge that he had, but also in upholding the law and being a law keeper. Um, so Nicodemus, his kind of conversation with Jesus um, is, is, you know, really bringing to him. Yeah. He's, he's got a question in there. He wants to ask Jesus, but at the same time, he's someone who just in, in, in who he is just wants to be really good. Um, and that comes from, you know, how hard he's studied um, from his own works and, um, I think when Jesus, you know, kind of hits Nicodemus with the fact that like, okay, like you think you're good enough, but here's the thing, like there's, there's not like this standard, this measurement of good enough that you have in mind is not the same one that I have in mind for you. Um, so when Jesus says to him, like, you need to be born again, it would have hit Nicodemus in the face. Cause he would have been like, whoa, like, hang on. Like, why do I need to be like, I'm like, I'm a Jew. Like, and the, the Jews, like Israel, like oh, the chosen people of God, like I've been born a Jew. I've been born into this. Like why? Why would I need to be born again? Um, but Jesus, you know, he, he makes that really clear um, in John 3 as we read that conversation. Um, but when I think of, you know, this idea of how can I be born again? And again, Nicodemus kind of points it out. He's like, well, you know, you can't really. And he gives like, you know, these almost ridiculous examples. Like you can't literally just be born again. Like that doesn't Act, work. You like, cannot be. No, you cannot be. Um so, you know, what, what does this look like? And, and Jesus just points him to the fact, and this is kind of when we talk about, when Christians talk about the gospel, the good news, Jesus is saying, he's like, no, like you've been saved by like faith alone. Like it'll be faith alone, not by your own works, um, not by how good you are, not by all the things that you do in your life, not by all the success or accolades you have, not even by all the good things that you do for other people, not by your own good deeds. Like ultimately, like you will be saved by faith alone um so this is what jesus talks about when he when he talks about being born again and for us to to kind of experience what that's like if we're asking this question like how can i be born again like the only way that or or, or more so let me take a couple of steps back because when i think about you know how can i be born again when i look across the bible and what some of the authors of the bible particularly paul who was this person experienced a great life change which again if you're being born again that's a life-changing moment, like just being born. That's a life-changing moment for a parent, for a mom or a dad. Um, but even for the person being born, for the baby being born, like that's that's life. Like this is exciting. Um, but if I was to think of anyone who's experienced incredible life change across the Bible, you look at someone like Paul who once went around, you know, terrorizing Christians, encountered Jesus, experienced this life-changing moment and then became one of the greatest influences of the Jesus movement. He wrote in um, a letter that he wrote to Rome, Um, He wrote this, and this is kind of a simplified version of what he he wrote, but I think this is really key words that could be spoken to Nicodemus because he says the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us. So the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. So in drawing that back into our conversation with Nicodemus and Jesus, Jesus is really clear he's kind of asking this question of like, okay, in order to be born again, like you need to ask yourself this question, where are you placing your faith? 
Um, or, or what are you trying to do in order to achieve your faith, which is what was going on for Nicodemus. Um, but Jesus' big push is like, if you, if you really want to experience a life with me, this is what Jesus is saying. If you really are to be saved, you want to experience eternal life. Like it's always going to result in a changed life, like always. And then we can ask this question, like, how do I know if I've been born again? Um, and again, changed life, like changed life. If you've experienced a change in your life, I think that's when you know that you'll be born Again, and this is how the spirit works as an advocate, as a comforter, as a guide, the spirit that indwells within us, which again, I know Chris was saying last week, there's things that are within us like insecurity and fears that we just don't want within us and tapeworm. I think you said tapeworms as well. Like we don't want that within us. And I was like, fair enough, Chris, that's a really good point. But then there's some things that we do want within us at particular times, like a boldness, a boldness to take that next step, Um, you know, a courage, a courage to, you know, um, you know, actually love the people around us in a way where we're not being held back by fear. Or even when we think about things that we'd, we'd love, um, you know, to, to hold on to our hearts within us, to change our mind and change our heart, like love and joy and peace and patience, all these fruit of the spirits. But again, you might not have to be a church or Christian person to, to know about the fruits of the spirits. Like these are things that come in this experience of being born again. Um, and I think Jesus makes that really clear in his conversation uh, with Nicodemus. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I want to go the next step then and kind of ask really practically what happens after the Holy Spirit is accepted or once someone has been born again. So mm. for someone who's like maybe on the edge of like, oh, I don't know if I want that or like, okay, I'm curious about accepting the Holy Spirit, what would actually happen? Um, but for also people who might, might be feeling like they are a bit stagnant or lost in their faith, what actually happens upon accepting the Holy Spirit? What can we expect from our life? from that moment that we go, yes, I actually want to be, you know, I want to follow Jesus and I want to invite the Holy spirit into my life. Mm, mm. And I think even if we keep talking around just this idea of having a changed mind and a changed heart, um, if you think of moments in your life where, you know, you've just become so fixed on somebody else's opinion of you or so fixed on how people perceive you based off how hard you work or so just like focused on, what you want your future to look like and the perfect picture of what that will look like. And once you get there, like then that will be the fulfilling moment. Like then you'll have satisfaction. Like everything else will just fall short of like the fact that how you need to tee your future up is, is that's, that's going to be the thing. That's going to be the thing that people, you know, remember you for. Um, but in asking like what happens after I accept the Holy spirit, like if it's a changed mind and a changed heart, like I think there's times in our life where we do, we rely on those other things in our life, like success, you know, how other people define our worth, um, how we define our own worth based off how well we're doing in life or how well we want to do in the future. Like the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit works as a guide is that the Holy Spirit as a person guides us uh, in how we love and how we love ourselves and how we actually, you know, view ourselves as well. Particularly when we think about, you know, a changed heart, like, um, I remember reading, I forgot where this one came from um, and I might butcher this example up, but I think it's, it's a really good one. Um, Cause when we talk about the Holy spirit and how the Holy spirit guides us just in God's love. Um, like if we think of that person in our life that we just like love so much, that person, like we, we never want to hurt them, whether that's like a best friend, whether it's someone in our family, whether it's a boyfriend, girlfriend, wife or husband, whether it's like, your own daughter or son or child, like that one person you never like want to hurt. You just want to love them so well. 
with the Holy Spirit pointing us back to God's love, like he wants to make that, that love in your heart so real, um, so real for your family's sake that he wants to kind of reorder your love. So what he's saying is like God's love in order to, to love the people that you want to love the most first, you need to first like love God, understands what God's love looks like because this is a perfect love. And there's going to be times where you disappoint that person in your life, but ultimately you have God's love, God's grace and God's forgiveness. And at the same time, you actually have the opportunity to love the people around you in the way that God actually loves them. So when we accept the Holy Spirit, we have this unreal, like surreal experience of actually experiencing what God's love is like and just how patient and kind it is. So what we see in being born again or what we can experience in being born again is that the spirit starts to reorder that love, uh, that love within our hearts. We start to see things in a changed new perspective um, and we, we get to experience this love as a reality within our own heart. So ultimately when we're accepting the Holy Spirit, what it is doing is like, it's not just, you know, you getting better, um, but it's actually allowing you to get better at loving others as well. Um, so that's the, the gift of the Holy Spirit in that way. Well, that's yeah, one of the things I hmm. see when we talk about changed mind and changed heart. It's really cool. What I'm sensing there is it's this process of transformation that the Holy Spirit almost like ignites a spark that not, it isn't just a moment. Like it's not like cool, awesome, Holy Spirit activated mm. like a superpower. I mean, mm, it, mm. but it's actually this activation of this ongoing transformation in our life. Yeah. So I think we can often just think that the Holy Spirit is this massive experience that we can have. Like it's all about feeling the Holy Spirit and encountering the Holy Spirit. But often like the Holy Spirit is actually the, the thing that allows us to make personal changes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of like in one hand, the Holy Spirit is this incredibly spiritual thing, but also this also on the other side of that coin is this incredibly practical guide and help and advocate that helps us to yeah as you said have better relationships um be a better version of ourselves mm. and that power that you know when we just don't have anything left to give or we don't have any will to make changes the holy spirit can actually come to us and yep. allow us just that strength and power to to make those changes and i think yeah like the holy spirit yes again spiritually would make you feel alive and nourished and whole mm. and all these amazing things, but also it can like lead to restoring relationships and to build yep. better habits and all these amazing things that can actually yep. just so deeply impact your life. So yeah, I think that's a really cool response there, Riley. I, I appreciate that because it's a, a very spiritual, but also very practical, um, mm. you know, response once we do accept the Holy spirit. Mm. Oh, and that's a great summary too, Lock. And you're banging right. Like this is, and I think, I know we talked about it last week too, but even like for the disciples, once they didn't have Jesus next to them any longer, they didn't have a physical person who was there, who was kind of their guide. And they're like, wait, what's coming? Like, Holy Spirit, like what? You know, this is this is a guide every day that we have complete access to, mm. um, which is an incredibly exciting thing. Yeah, definitely. And we will talk about that more next week with Chris yes, in part yes, three. Um it makes me sound really organized when I say like, oh, next week. I, uh, anyway, I'm not <laughs> that organized. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Awesome. So I, I want to jump into our next question. And this is maybe for people. I mean, it's actually, it can be for everyone. I'll, I'll ask it in two different ways. Um, but how can I move from a spiritual life that is stagnant to one that is vibrant and alive? And again, 
I actually want to look at this idea of like spiritual life, but also how do I go from a regular life that feels stagnant? Because some people out there and, and I felt this definitely at points is like, sometimes your, your regular life, your, your very ordinary things like your career or your study or your relationships can actually feel stagnant. They, they feel like they're not moving anywhere, that it's, mm. um, that it's stuck, that it no longer provides you with joy or fulfillment like it once did. So it's kind of this really broad question is like, how do we move from a life that, yeah, that feels a little bit dead, one where you could say we're born again or we're feeling like excited about life or feeling vibrant and alive and excited for things again. So it's a bit of a loaded question there, Riley, but yeah, maybe yeah. to attack it from a spiritual side and then also just like a, a really regular side as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's go. Um, I'm thinking if we go regular side first, like one of the things that's going to move you, I think, um, just from a spiritual life that is stagnant, like straight away, mm. is if you're in community, like hands down, if you've got other people around you um, that you know as you're exploring more just in your own faith journey or even in the times where like if you've called yourself a Christian for the last however many years of your life and you're like, yep, I've been, you know, a follower of Jesus for this long, but there's still times when we have ups and downs, like 100%. We all have times when there's ups and downs, but if it's like I'm feeling stagnant right now, I guess the question I'd ask you is like, what does your community look like? Like, what are the people who are for you right now? Like, what does that look like? Do you have people who are for you? Can you count it on your fingers? Like, when was the last time you touched base with that person or asked that person um, to kind of, you know, pray for you or just bring any kind of concerns or even things to celebrate, you know, the joyful wins as well um, to them? Because I think when we have an opportunity to be in community, we have a great opportunity to also embrace kind of our spiritual walk or that spiritual life as mm. well um, which if we're gonna take that into or sorry that was the regular side of things like have people around you um but when we talk about the spiritual side of things like if you look at jesus and the disciples like that's jesus journeying with like 12 fellas for the space of three years like jesus didn't even just do his ministry by himself and the disciples didn't do him by themselves as well like it was a matter of being with people so again if you have people that you can just be with and do life with I reckon that's a great way to kickstart and just experience that vibrant and alive personal faith journey. But if that's stagnant, what I'd, what I'd say, and I know this is very much kind of comes down to, you know, who is in your circle, but I know this is one of the things I'm just talking from personal experience. And I know you've done this with me, Locke, um, and maybe we've done it. I think we've done it vice versa, but um, you know, is actually just pray, like pray together and actually just pray too. Um, pray to God, but also ask the Holy Spirit just to guide you, to guide you in that next challenge, to guide you in that next, you know, thing that's going on in your life where something maybe um, is just, you know, has just hit you out of nowhere. It's, it's a big thing that's going on, a big obstacle, a big challenge, a big thing that's hurting your heart and actually pray with people in that space all around that thing um, and have other people pray with you and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you throughout that time, whether it's a need for more boldness, whether it's a need for more courage, whether it's a need for patience, whether it's for healing, whether it's, you know, just here's my anxiousness and worry, like, God, what do I do with this? Holy Spirit, guide me in this. Um, and it doesn't have to be the big things. Like it can be the small things as well. Like there's nothing too big and there's nothing too small, nothing too silly. Like I think it, when we have an opportunity to actually just speak to God and give him our heart's attention in a circle and in a space of community or just with a mate that we know we can trust and we can love well and that God can continue to show us how to love that person well and love the other people around us well. 
with the Holy Spirit, like coming into play and showing us what that looks like. I think that's such an incredible thing. Um, and also it's just such an awesome way to do life, like hands down. That's when I, when I think about like vibrant and just living life, like, yep, go climb up Mount Everest. Like that would be awesome. <laughs> base camp for sure. Like go skydiving. Yep. That's, that's crazy. That's vibrant and alive. You're going to be feeling pretty alive. But I think the times when I definitely feel most alive in the journey is when I know along the way that I have people who are there for me, people who are praying with me, people I can just be with, um, but also people who I know also want to invite the Holy Spirit into their life and, and let him um, and yeah, let God um, guide us. So I think that's one kind of course of action that you could take is actually praying alongside of those people and just giving God your heart's attention and asking yeah. for the Spirit to guide you in whatever circumstances you are in. I think it's really important for everyone to realize that their spiritual journey or their personal walk in life is so personal to them and that like we can't tell you even if this podcast went for 10 hours, which it might considering the amount of banter that we gave at the start. Yeah. We're going to get um, back to the minx at the end. I think we I think will we'll have to bring that up again. <laughs> but we, we couldn't, we couldn't answer. It's like, we don't have a list of like frequently asked questions, right? That's like, if I'm feeling this, then do this and this because your, your personal experience up until this point is like so unique that like, you know, there's so many things that might need to happen or it's, it's a very, um, it's you and God, like it's, it's you and God and you and your own community working this out. I think there's definitely things that could help us to get, mm. you know, mm. to get, to become more alive and more vibrant. And you mentioned one of those is community. Um, but like, you know, for some, it might be understanding some truths about God that, um, that he is a good God and just understanding that might take, you know, yeah. a good chunk of time and just yeah. understand that mm-hmm. he actually wants what is best for us. That in itself is a massive learning curve that will cre- will create will will cause you to live a more vibrant and alive life, knowing that the creator of the universe is actually on your team, he's on your side. Yeah. So you know, while we can't kind of give everyone an answer, it's like, okay, this is what you need to hear right now. Mm. Um, I encourage you to to dig deep into your own personal faith journey and to discover those truths that God is um, so desperate for us to hear and so yeah. desperate for yeah. us to encounter. Um, so yeah, even, yeah, a first point would be reach out to, yeah, reach out to a person that you, you know, is a couple steps ahead of you in their faith journey and just say, Hey, just, can we just chat or, or ask someone to pray with you or, Mm. um, or get it, get a pen out and sit with your journal and say, God, I want to, I want to live that, that life that you've, you know, you've told me I can live that one that's adventurously expectant i think mm. we talked about it a few weeks ago on the um yeah, beyond yeah. the message podcast about this this life that we are we are living is not this boring grave tending life it's a mm. adventurously expecting life mm. asking god what's next yeah. so yeah i just yeah. think that's a, a big big question but um, oh, and that's so much it too though like like bang on like it is bringing to god it's waking up every morning and asking god like what's next like what's on for today like what can you do like just with me like hands open like what do you have in store for me and you'll know like completely when we talked about this when we did best day ever like you'll probably know what your whole day is mapped out and looks like and if you're a massive planner like your whole week your whole month like everything like that but when you can wake up every day and be adventurously expectant and how god's you know what god is going to do and how he's going to work through you how the holy spirit's going to work through you like that's an adventurously expectant thing um and i think even at a personal level like you bang on like 
yeah, inviting the Holy Spirit in, which I know sounds kind of like a Christianese thing. It's also, is already inside of me? Like, where is it? But like actually inviting the Holy Spirit to work within your life and, and just bringing like every decision, every moment, and then responding to that out of obedience, which I know is a whole other podcast, which we've done in, in the past as well. Um, but really, yeah, placing our faith and stepping out in the courage um, and in an obedience um, just based off, yeah, of how God is speaking to us. But I love it, Locke. Like, I think when we talk about those truths as well, like that's such a good starting point too. And when we go to scripture or go to the Bible and read the Bible, um, but when, again, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us in that just through conversation and it can just be eyes open conversation, like talking even in our own head, like even when we do that, I think the Holy Spirit responds every time uh, and will point us to those truths and will point us to a way to respond uh, that, that yeah will ultimately show people's uh, show people god's love too yeah so really it's practical good. i love those ones well let's keep getting practical for our last question um and i think i might have even asked this to chris yesterday but it's one that we should continue to ask through this series and it's this how can i invite the holy spirit into my life i'm not talking hypothetically one day i'm saying like how wh- what can i do right now to just be like holy spirit i invite you in i want you to be part of my story um for those who um, have never done that before and that's a wild concept and that's new and exciting or scary but also for those who just have been been a Christian for a while um, might be feeling that sense of okay I'm a bit stagnant like what can I do right now to just take the next step with the Holy Spirit with God mm-hmm. and look I actually know I know we do this in our connect group sometimes too um, so it's a bit of a pointing it back to you actually i think because i actually just know <laughs> how you and you and molly model this and connect really well but i'm wondering could you walk people through just um how we can go about just kind of having inviting you know the holy spirit into you know in, into a space and, and what's going on in our life right now and just what that looks like when we do it through prayer um yeah i, I can't think specifically riley but i think also that kind of shows just how easy it is like it's mm. Like I didn't have to search around my notes and try and find this prayer that I've written or this like, you know, five-step formula. Yeah. I would yeah. say it's as simple as acknowledging your current position in life and just saying, God, I invite you into that. Yeah. Holy Spirit, would you, would you guide me? Because mm. at different points, it's a different prayer. Like mm. if you've got, a, if you've got a, a, a fork in the road moment where, you know, you could go this way or go that way, your prayer right now is Holy Spirit, guide me. Mm. if you're mm. burnt out feeling run down and exhausted by your career your um prayer could be holy spirit um refill me like give me some sort of life i'm not feeling at the moment mm. and so you have to almost be present to your own circumstance and invite the holy spirit into that yep. it doesn't have to be poetic mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be long mm-hmm. <laughs> jesus often talks about in the new testament like stop with these big prayers. Like, I, I don't want you to babble on. Like you sound like you can pray. That doesn't matter. It's, it's about your heart. Mm, it's about mm. who you are. And yep. so God's, I think, inviting us into that same opportunity. And so, mm. yeah, I'd simply say, you probably know the biggest thing that's going on for your life. could be a breakup, could be, um, yeah, loss of a career or, or just a, a, an exhaustion and burnout. It could be yeah, anything, yep, but yep. to invite the Holy Spirit into that, again, is an incredibly personal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the invitation that, that, that we have as Christians. We're not, 
this one faith, you know, it's not this one prayer fits all at times. It's actually, Hey God, I need you to meet me where I'm, where I'm at right now. I need a specific, um, you know, like I need an encounter that's so specific to me because this is what I'm going through. So that, mm. that's what I would say in, you know, what we've kind of walked people through for yeah. a couple of years now, specifically in the context of a connect group. Um, mm. But yeah, just that it, it can happen right now and it can happen. Yeah. It, it, the Holy spirit can be invited into anything that you're yeah. currently going through. Mm. Oh, and listen, I, I like, I just point to how you and Mole lead connect group as well. Cause I, I know part of that, that time, just when we do, we have an opportunity to pray together, which is awesome. I, I, you know, just speaking to what this kind of looks like, like it really is just people having dinner together. And then we just have a time where we, we get to, you know, um, pray and Molly and Locke just lead the connect group in this time. But I know one of the things specifically, I guess I just wanted to touch on it and how you, you guys kind of walk people through this as well. is just um, that time where we, um, you know, just repent, which I know is a really odd kind of word as well. When we hear repent, there's so many movies that make this out to be a big, like, Oh, repent, like the end of the world is coming and everything like that, but more so just repentance um, when it when it comes to actually, you know, bringing to God the, the yeah. things that is just corrupting our own heart or creating that disconnect um, between our relationship with others and our relationship with him, like the, the sin. Um, and, yeah, I think about the times when we've walked through that as a connect group and, um, you know, Molly have just kind of said, like, you know, God, we're just bringing to you the things that are, kind of on our heart right now, the things that we've done, we have done that we know um, we just need your forgiveness for. Um, and that's just shaping our, our heart to just be in this really, um, you know, humble posture, like a humbled posture where it's just like, God, like, I know, like I'm not getting everything right. Like I know at times that I can't say I'm going to rescue myself or fix myself because I know at times I'm also my worst enemy. Like I need like a savior in this moment. I know it can't be myself. So God, like, I'm, it's not just, I'm sorry for, for all these things. Like I'm sorry. And you know, it's, it's actually like, no, God, like, I'm sorry for all the things I thought, you know, were righteous, but also just like, you know, we're mistakes that I've made and I've repeated those mistakes before. And like, I want to experience that transformation within my own heart. And I thank you for your grace. Um, and I think when we bring that to God um, and when we invite the Holy spirit into our life, when we come before you know, when we come before God with that humble posture and that humble heart um, and knowing our need for his grace um, and knowing that we're not measured by our own success or our own definition of worth or others' expectations, any of those things. But like, yeah, we have that, that measure of success again from Paul. Like the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. Um, like that's when the Holy mm -hmm. spirit and that's when we can start to take that next step in our faith journey. Cause the Holy spirit again is always going to respond to that. Um, so I think that's, yeah, those are, is a really practical next step there, Lockie. And I love how you talk around prayer and, and how you do that within your own life as well and model it in front of people. So I was just so excited to make sure that people could hear that today. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I mean, through hearing our conversation, Riley, that, that people listening um, have a clearer understanding or almost less intimidating, less scary view of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is an incredibly important part of our faith journey. And God is giving us access, another piece of access to him, another way to relate to him and to draw strength and to draw understanding and to draw wisdom and guidance. So um, please don't be scared by the Holy Spirit or our invitation is, hey, it's not scary. It's actually this beautiful relationship that we get to have 
to mm. have further, um, yeah, further closeness and guidance from God. So hopefully we uh, conveyed that today. I'm really, really praying that people um, get a lot out of this episode. So thank you so much, Riley, for coming back onto the podcast. We, we covered a lot of distance from Minx yeah, right through a... lockdown, banter. Lockdown, and puzzles, uh, the office. The office and talking a bit about Jesus too. How good's that? <laughs> what a great variety in today's A great episode. variety. That's wonderful. <laughs> you wouldn't expect anything less, would we? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe people would by this stage, but I'm certainly, yeah, I'm, yeah. I love it. I love it, Locke. Thanks again for wonderful. Me on. Well, I'm looking forward to the next time we get to chat. But no, thank you so much for jumping on to this episode of the Beyond the Message podcast.